Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, episode 83. I'm Benjamin Yoder, and I'm here to talk to you today about video games. I looked around for news this week and, and didn't seem to find a lot of super interest, although I, do have, I guess I have a, a few things, but I don't think it's anything that I can talk super at length about, really. Uh, the Grand Blue Fantasy stuff that uh, was announced, uh, that, well, not really announced, I think the fighting game was announced, but then the, the action RPG was has already been announced for a while. But yeah, there's those two Grand Blue Fantasy games. Uh, the fighting game looks pretty neat. Um, and then the whole... I'm always a fan of fighting games that are like casual friendly. And based off what I was reading about the the what was discussed when they revealed it, basically, is that it's going to be like a, um, a easy game to jump into. Uh, basically limiting the number of combos and stuff. Um, which I guess could be good or bad because I think Blade Strangers was supposed to also be like an easy game to jump into and I felt that game felt kind of bad because of that. Um, you, it was really hard to do a lot of combos in Blade Strangers. I guess there's like, um, you kind of, I guess thinking about fighting games, you kind of have to like play this fine line of like, um, you don't want to end up in situations where people get like comboed all day because then it's like no fun. But if you like restrict the combos too much, um, you end up with a game that doesn't flow well unless you really know how to combo things together. I can think of a specific case where I actually did get semi decent at a game was uh, <laughs> Castlevania Judgment, which is not a very good fighting game. Um, but it's it's yeah, basically in Castlevania Judgment, like everything would be like kind of two to three hit combos or something like that, and um, and you couldn't really combo too much beyond that. But if you if you found like basically holy water would be the ultimate combo item and and i think it was eric lacarde and um aeon and i think a couple other people like for some reason or not really for some reason just by coincidence with holy water they would actually combo really well and you could like burn a ton of enemy health but it didn't flow well i guess the point i'm trying to get to <laughs> i feel like i just kind of I didn't mean to talk about this, but here we are. <laughs> uh, I guess the point I'm trying to get to is that I feel like what matters more when um when you like make a game to kind of aim it towards towards lowest con or or uh you know accessible to people who aren't like you know super fighting games fan is to make it flow really well. Um, you want to be able to feel like you're doing combos, I guess, to some extent. I I think of like Dead or Alive and Soul Calibur. I feel like there's times that you really can get in like a groove with those games, even if you don't necessarily know the, the, the like optimal inputs to put in. Um, and you know, our, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters or Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Is that how, what is, I think that's the name Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I always get it confused. It's not, it's not Dragon Ball Z fighters. It's Dragon Ball Fighters Z. Um, but yeah, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I think, I think really did hit that point to some extent where, where it really did make you as a, like, um, casual player. If you like, like sat there and mashed the button, you would, you would basically pull out a whole combo, but actually like I was, I was saying that's probably a perfect example, but I actually kind of ended up having problems with that game. I wrote an article about it. I think it was called like problem between controller and, and player or something like that. I don't remember what it was. It's, just look at, look up Dragon Ball Fighter Z on my website. If you want to read it, I'll link it, I guess. But yeah, um, I wrote an article that was basically like, because I had like the semi, like 
basic understanding of fighting games, but not like a, a full understanding of it. I kind of ended up in, in between point with Dragon Ball Fighter Z, where I didn't want to like the auto combos didn't feel natural, but then also I couldn't combo stuff properly because I wasn't good enough. So I ended up in this weird, weird like bubble point in between uh, how, how to, are they like play styles for that game, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I kind of threw myself down this fighting game talking pit. I probably shouldn't have done that. Anyways, Grand Blue Fantasy fighting game. It looks pretty neat. I think I think the fighting game that I'm most interested in checking out in the near future is probably the um, Million Arthur fighting game and then uh, SNK Heroines. SNK Heroines looks kind of bad, but I like some of the mechanics of it, specifically like um, it looks like you have to use like specials to defeat the other player and there's like like a special meter that kind of like auto fills and stuff i don't know it's got some interesting design decisions but it looks like it doesn't particularly play well maybe flow is the thing it lacks i don't know i'll have to check it out sometime but but yeah and then there's the other grand blue fantasy which is the fantasy action rpg thing i think i would really enjoy that game um just like from a mechanical standpoint but there's nothing about it that really stands out to me and i was sitting there watching that 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 trailer and i'm just like i kind of wish platinum games did something different more often <laughs> like i i think what they what i think platinum games does right now is basically they they have their core you know action hack and slash gameplay and then they like built out the structure around that game so you end up with stuff like near automata which feels different than like a bayonetta and and you know all that stuff wonderful 101 although i think wonderful 101 feels pretty distinct versus like a, a metal gear rising or a, or a or a wonderful 101 which are the two i played and the near automata i played that as well that's three um, but yeah, I, I just sit there and look at it. I'm like, I kind of wish they did something a little different than usual. I guess it is a little different. There's like a skill menu and stuff on the right side, or I guess like four face buttons for skills. I believe I'd have to double check it to really look at it. I didn't look at it super hard this morning. So I was just like, yeah, this looks about right. I'm sure it's plenty of fun to play. And like, I think the one thing I would be very excited for, or something I, I always feel like I'm lacking right now is a good, like dungeon crawling RPG something like a fantasy star online or something like that, where it's just like good hack and slash dungeon crawling. And I don't, I don't feel like that's around much anymore, but I'm probably wrong about that. Um, <laughs> there's so many video games out there now. And it's, I'm sure people will be like, Oh, well here's like a 2d one. I'm like, but I want to be 3d or something dumb. Um, I, I picked up cyber dimension Neptunia a long while ago, trying to kind of scratch that itch, but I, I never spent much time with it. Unfortunately, I really want to. I, need, I should see how long the game is to beat. How long to beat is a great website. <laughs> it informs so much of my gameplay stuff because, like, streams particularly, because I'm like, how long is this game? Is it going to be less than 20 hours? Because I don't want to play anything longer than 20 hours for a stream game. But yeah, I kind of wish Platinum Games did a little bit more variety in their content. That being said, I still have not played their Star Fox game, which is probably the most like unique thing they've done. So I can't complain too much considering the one game they did do different, I didn't play. So I do need to get to Star Fox Zero at some point. I, I should look up how much that costs these days. Um, I really should finish up my Wii U collection because I, I have a bad feeling about the Wii U. I think everyone kind of has a bad feeling about the Wii U probably going to get like fairly expensive at some point just because the the library is small enough that it's probably easier to collect for than most other consoles um i think it's i think the dreamcast kind of fell into this pit too where it's like a dreamcast is going to be fairly more accessible to collect for versus like a playstation 2 because the you know the library is like a fraction of its size um so i do worry a bit with that with the wii u i need to get devil's third as well 
buying games there's like certain games that are like high profile in my mind of like these games are expensive or getting expensive and i need to decide if i need to buy them or not at some point because <laughs> it's not gonna get any better it's only getting worse <laughs> Um, I, I'm also, I think I'm coming more and more to terms with like pirating games when, when things are very expensive. Um, I've, I've got a, um, a, uh, CD burner back here that I need to try to get hooked up to my PC. It's an older CD burner. So I have to figure out how to get, I forget, I forget what the connection called. It's like an IDE connection on it or something like that. I'd have to double check. Uh, I have to find a way to connect it to my current PC or, or a PC in some way. And uh, see if I can burn PCFX games with that. Because there's some PCFX games that are like $300. I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that. Um, very fortunate. I, I think I mentioned this last week. I bought a copy of First Kiss Story. Um, which uh, is like, when I was looking online, it's like 60 bucks. And I was like, oh, but there's only like two listed. I think it was like one used for 60 and one new for like $250. And I was like, I, I could probably do better than this. So um, I always recommend them. Uh, Japan Retro Direct. Uh, Famicom Vink over there um, does a fantastic job providing a lot of um, a lot of Japanese imports. At least in, in my experience, I will always say this: I don't buy that many Japanese imports, and when I do, I typically go through Vink, typically because I can find it cheaper than I online. And if I can't find it cheaper, I just kind of want to give him my business because you know he is able to get stuff as I need it. Like Akankagua, the game when I purchased Akankagua. Um, I think all the ones listed on eBay were like $40 and he got it for me for like 16. I think 20, I think 15 to $20 is about right for that game. But since there's only like a three or so copies on eBay at the time, people just kind of listed them for whatever. And, you know, it's, it's kind of frustrating. Um, so, so he's super helpful with that cause he lives in Japan and can go and hunt down and pick, pick stuff up. So I always recommend Japan retro direct. That is a great place to import old retro J Japanese video games if you want to. So, um, but yeah, I picked up uh, First Kiss Story because there's a fighting game in it, but it's mostly a visual novel, um, and I would not have spent $60. I would hope, I don't know, I was tempted to spend $60 to play that fighting game. It's a it's a mini game within the visual novel that features only three fighters. It's it's alright, we'll look at it at some point once I, once I get it here and figure out how to access the fighting game part of it. Um, the other piece of news was the Dra Panzer Dragoon remake. Uh, Panzer Dragoon 1 and 2 are being remade, uh, I assume for PS... Let me, let me pull that article back up here. I'm very prepared. This is one of those... These last few weekends, I've been a mess. <laughs> I wasted all my time this weekend. I didn't prepare for this, <laughs> this podcast very well. Um, but yeah, it looks like it is... I don't think it's set what platforms they're, it's coming to. But basically, they're doing a modern version of Panzer Dragoon. I'm going to guess PS4, Xbox One, PC, one of those three, if not all those three. Maybe Switch, who knows. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I did a video not too long ago about Panzer Dragoon Orta, and I really love Panzer Dragoon Orta. Um, and inside Panzer Dra Dragoon Orta, there's actually uh, the PC version of Panzer Dragoon ported to the Xbox, which doesn't run particularly well. Um, but but it's it's for the most part, it's fine. It's like the game typically runs at 20 frames per second on a Sega Saturn, as far as I understand. The Xbox version runs at like 16 frames per second. It's a big drop, but it's it's playable for that kind of game if you're used to old like you know 32-bit 3D graphics. Like some of those games just run rough like Ocarina of Time runs like reliably at 20 frames per second I think 
Uh, it's been a bit, but I believe it's 20 frames. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it comes with the territory of that, 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 uh, release thing. But, uh, I guess, I guess my problem with the original Panzer Dragoon is I played Orda first and Orda has a lot of really neat mechanics between like transforming between different dragons and stuff. Um, and then Panzer Dragoon 1 is just kind of like, it's just kind of a shooter. <laughs> it has an amazing style. And I think that's probably what's going to benefit most is just like the art style for Panzer Dragoon is fantastic. It's basically Nausicaa Valley of the Wind or whatever that anime is called, but it's a, a great look of just like, I don't, I'm terrible at explaining what, what that game is, but if you ever looked at Panzer Dragoon, go, go look at some of the art, go look at some of the videos, or you can watch my Panzer Dragoon order video if you want go do that that's still on my web, the main page of my website because i have not made videos in forever i think there's a post from uh <laughs> from 2017 december 27th seed for the undead syndrome uh still on my main page because that's just like the third to last video i made i need to get video stuff moving um speaking of i did work on the mighty number no. nine video this weekend uh that was actually took up a good chunk of my saturday um it's always hard with, like, videos because the first, like, minute or two seems to always take the most just because I feel like it's so editing intensive. Um, but, yeah, I'm working on that Mighty Number no. 9 video. It's it's coming along. Um, uh, I'm just kind of now getting into the actual, like, uh, gameplay part of the editing of the video. So, so that makes it a bit easier because I can just basically take chunks of footage and drop them in where I need to. Um, so what I did a lot of this weekend was actually, uh, record a lot of Mega Man games. Um, I played a bit of Mega Man 1, 2, 3, um, uh, X1, X2, and a little bit of X3, and then as well as Network Transmission and Command Mission. Um, I think what I was most surprised when I was playing through those games, uh, I guess just to kind of note a handful of things. One, uh, Mega Man 3, I have completely forgotten that game. Um, I looked at the boss list of that game and was like, I have no idea <laughs> who is... I don't remember these stages. I don't remember who's weak against what. I have no idea. I, I was kind of surprised. Um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of either Mega Man 2 or 3 um, for various reasons. Uh, but I think largely it's, it's a reason of circumstance. Um, I played Mega Man 9 and I made, played Mega Man 1. And by the time I played Mega Man 2 and 3, which I think I played them pretty close to each other, but I'd have to go back and check. Um, 2 and 3, I think I was just kind of burnt on Mega Man at that time. I, I am somebody who tries to always move on to new things. And so when I after I played Mega Man 1 and 2, and then Mega Man, or Mega Man 2 was actually very easy as well because the American version was dumbed down in the normal mode. You can play it on hard and it plays a lot better better in my opinion when i played it uh, this week to get some footage for it i played it on hard and i i was really enjoying it actually i was surprised um so i might actually go back to Man 2 and try to finish it off again because I've, I've that's something i've always been wanting to do because i always felt like my experience was tainted by that american uh difficulty mode i it just was so easy i blasted through the game and and barely any time and i felt like i didn't really absorb any of it but i was surprised i i actually remembered quite a bit from it i i started down the weakness path and got through like three bosses um and then just stop myself because i had to stop because <laughs> um, i had to move on to catch other footage but yeah i booted up Mega Man 3 and was just like i don't remember any of this is snake man in Mega Man 3 i can't remember there are so many Mega Man bosses or, or rock robot masters i almost said rock man masters <laughs> um but yeah I, I i would like to continue to play Mega Man series i just don't know if there's a lot left in like the original and the x series for me um it was the first time i had I'd played Mega Man x3 um and i actually did like the look of that game quite a bit i'm not sure how to put it 
maybe it was the music more than anything. Uh, I think the I'm playing the X Legacy or sorry the X Anniversary Collection for the PS2, and I think that's a weird version. I think it must be the PS1 version or the PC version or something like that. Um, and so like there's some weird technical issues with it, I believe. Um, there are also the issues of I use a Frame Meister, so when it goes to like the animated cutscenes, the game like clips out all the time because it's changing resolutions and the frame is like, ah, I need a second to figure out what I'm doing with this resolution. Um, but yeah. And then I played network transmission and command mission. Uh, basically the reason I played X3 network transmission and command mission were I needed some footage of some Mega Man games I hadn't played through yet. Um, and so I was like, well, these are three ones I have here that, uh, I have not played. <laughs> so, so yeah, network transmission is an interesting game. It feels really bad. Um, but there's some interesting parts about it because it has like a card system. Like it's like a card game where you basically pull cards and then you have those like special skills. Like if you if you had a random assortment of robot master skills that were given to you and they had limited use and stuff. And then the next time you come back, you have another random assortment of robot master skills. I think that's an interesting concept. Um, I would like to play that game a lot more. I picked it up at uh, Portland Retro Game Expo this year. And then I think two years ago, I picked up Command Mission. That game is also looks kind of interesting. Um... Uh, I don't really have anything to say about it this at this time, I feel like, though. But, yeah, I, I just played a lot of Mega Man. I, it was, like, to to create a, a like, 20-second chunk of a video, I played probably, like, three to four hours of Mega Man games. <laughs> um, it took a while, but I'm always, I'm always overcompensating on footage. So I record everything at this point, I feel like, and a lot of times I don't use any of it. Like, I recorded so much Hello Neighbor footage and so much... I've recorded a lot of Smash Brothers and, and all that stuff. Anyways, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's all uh, I have to say about the Mighty Number no. 9 thing. But, yeah, it's coming along. It's not near anywhere near done, unfortunately. But we'll get there. Um, again, things are moving slow at the moment. I thank you, everyone, for your patience. Um, and I'll keep trying to get stuff done. I'm not going to sit here and promise anything to you guys because... I feel like I keep promising stuff and I don't get anywhere near do, <laughs> done working on it. But yeah, I've had some, a couple of weird weekends too where I've just like haven't gotten anything done either. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> playing Smash Brothers online doesn't help. I I <laughs> I started playing Smash Brothers online a week or two ago, and that was a mistake because immediately I just play online, and you don't unlock any characters when you play Smash Brothers online. It sucks. <laughs> so I would just like have unlocked maybe like two characters since since I think I last talked about Smash Brothers and, <laughs> and I really need to just go through and unlock everyone before I go online. But yeah, I've been enjoying the online stuff. Um, I I kind of, I think that I've seen a lot of complaints about the, uh, how the matchmaking works in that game, particularly through the quick play, because it kind of like throws a bunch of rules into a pool and then pulls out. So you can't really like queue up with people with your specific rules. It'll try to match you, but, um, but it basically just like kind of, tries to put together um or really just i think it just randomizes between the two players and like what rule sets do you have okay your your rule set's gonna be in place your stages are gonna be in place things like that um and i actually kind of like that i i'm finding because I'm, I'm finding a lot of different ways people play that game um i think items always throws me off i lose pretty much every item match <laughs> um but uh but yeah i think the quick play stuff is interesting because you just sometimes get thrown into like free for all no items battlefield and it's like this is a weird set of rules for one versus one versus one versus one you know <laughs> and and i wouldn't expect that i'd like it but i actually did like it quite a bit it's it's 
it's been a while since I've played a game like that. I've always played, you know, Smash Brothers either one on one or two on two. So having a free for all again just is it's kind of interesting um, to get back into. But otherwise, I haven't really done a lot with that game. Uh, correction on last week for some reason i thought the world of light stuff didn't carry over into the main uh main character roster like unlocking character in world of right world of light it does carry over i don't know what i was thinking uh i noticed that before the podcast even went up but i didn't even bother to, fi- to fix it or finish it so so yeah i did not schedule this podcast podcast out correctly we're gonna go straight back to news i guess i just had like a transition to mighty number nine there that i could use although admittedly it is actually there on my list in that slot I just keep like a slot of topics that I talk about, but, uh, there's one other thing I actually noticed, uh, or actually took note of this weekend. I don't know how super well known it is. Um, I think the, there's a series of Famicom games that have been coming out last, uh, I guess like three, four years now where it's basically just like a kind of a technical showcase of the system. Um, it's, it's usually packed with a lot of music and, um, and they have like a lot of uh really detailed backgrounds or or things like that i forget what they're called unfortunately they're not off the top of my head but i actually recently saw there's this other uh thing coming out i don't know if it's by the same people or a separate group of people or what but it's called uh uh rhythm land and there's an 8-bit and a 16-bit version of rhythm land and basically one's coming on i believe a famicom cart and the other one comes on a mega drive cart as far as i can tell um and uh basically they're just like little rhythm mini games there's like four mini games in in each of them um two of them are the same between the 8-bit and 16-bit version but they have different graphics and then the other two i believe are different as far as i can tell but they're all rhythm based so like there's a baseball game but it's all like you know hitting the ball in time with the music and stuff like that and i think i like this implementation a lot more than the previous uh music games on famicom i'll link something in the description because i can't remember for the life of me what they're called but i'll be able to look it up as at some point but those previous games basically it'd be like it'd be playing a lot of it'd be playing music and then you like you're this character moving around in this like featureless um level just completely flat i think maybe there'd be some like blocks occasionally but it really was just you like collect stars collect these stars that are flying around and and, and it was really more about showing off a technical performance from what i saw of it uh, i i never purchased it because when i look at it it just looked kind of frivolous i guess to some extent like i think the music stuff is great and i think it's a great like you know novelty piece but i i think as a game i never really could sit there and take it super seriously and you know this is pretty bare bones again it's just like four mini games uh in each collection um and two of them the same again from each collection but uh they do remind me a bit more of like a rhythm heaven kind of thing where it's like you you have an action you're doing along with this music that is timing based so so it is in there like you know smacking the baseballs or like putting up a shield to block a you know shots in coming in from the spaceship one's called like Hades run or something so yeah the 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 box art for the uh the 8 bit one is kind of Eh, I think it's supposed to be kind of eh, like there's a lot of like uh, I think it's like Namco sports games and stuff. Namcot is what you usually see on it um, with like this very, very like simplistic kind of weird looking character art. But it's very charming, very like 80s anime looking art. It's very simple in detail. Um, I think like tennis on the Game Boy Advance and stuff like that has had this this kind of art. Um and so the 8-bit one, I think, is trying to be reminiscent of that. It comes off a bit bit too weird. 
<laughs> in terms, it reminds me a little bit like Shin Chan. It doesn't look like Shin Chan, but it reminds me a little bit like how off Shin Chan looks a, a little bit, which I do like the look of Shin Chan, but as its own weird thing. Um, and the 16-bit version has like that, uh, that like super detailed like 90s anime look to it. Um, also link these. I'm gonna have a lot of links this week. I'm I'm sorry if you don't look at the links. So I'll put the links in there. Um. But yeah, it just looked kind of neat. I think compared to those previous like rhythm music, I guess like music showcases, I guess I'd call them that were coming out for the Famicom before. I think it looks looks a lot more substantial than those. Um, so I'm actually pretty interested in these. But I think they're like seventy bucks after you do the trans translation, which I think is a, probably a reasonable price for what they are. Um, but for me of just like buying them and playing them, especially since I'm not like super into like the NES and super fam or sorry, the NES, even the mega drive scene, uh, mega drive, uh, and super Famicom, on like eight bit and 16 bit systems are probably my weak point. I don't spend a lot of time with them. I grew up on a lot of them, so I don't know why I don't have as much nostalgia for it, but, but I guess I didn't own one. So I spent most of my time playing like Nintendo 64 and Game Boy stuff when I was like a kid kid when i was actually like dumping time into video games so so yeah i guess i talked about that uh, this podcast <laughs> uh whenever i go back and listen to this this doesn't sound that bad but in the moment it always feels like oh man this is just like a nightmare it's everywhere and i'm just clicking a bunch so that's smart anyways th- that's gonna be it <laughs> i don't know why i'm so weird and nervous about it this week We'll be fine. We'll be okay. Um, so yeah, uh, no, no videos going up this week. I know that much. Um, uh, they, the last episode of Lost Dimension stream is up on YouTube now, and it's also on the website as well. Um, it's like 10 minutes long, 10, 20 minutes long. Um, I beat the game very quickly. <laughs> so, so if you want to see the end of Lost Dimensions, I got the bad ending. Go watch the true ending because the true ending doesn't make much sense either. I mean, it explains some stuff, but it's, it's not very fulfilling. Lost Dimension, I kind of want to write an article about that game. Just like, just being like, man, this game could have been so much more when it wasn't. I really liked the concept of Lost Dimension, and we just didn't get there. And I feel like I want some kind of some kind of record of that. That's not just my stream of twenty hours of me like slowly falling apart as we play that game. <laughs> um, and then I spent like an hour and a half playing a game called Counterforce. It's also known as like Exus, I think. It it came out in arcades, and it was like made by one guy, I think it's a weird, like, if you look at the, the history of it, it's just, it gets ported to a bunch of systems by a bunch of different people, a bunch of companies. It's a weird thing. Uh, the Wii version is not particularly amazing, but, uh, it was fun. It was, I, I paid a dollar for it and it was like an on-rail shooter, basically like a, a pretty, pretty easy on-rails. Uh, I want to say pretty easy. Yeah, it was pretty easy, but I also lowered the difficulty at some point because you only have like three lives. So I had to get through the entire game using the three lives. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. If you want to watch that stream, I think it goes up on Wednesday because I don't have any, anything else going up on Wednesday. So I just decided to put it up on Wednesday. Um, and then I was think- I was debating that being kind of like the in-between game stream um, like I usually do. I usually have some game between the two big game streams. But uh, I'm also going to play Gunstar Superheroes, I think, uh, this Thursday and try to beat that. I think it's only like an hour and a half, two hours long. So I think we'll be able to get through it. Um, and then uh, Tuesday this week... Uh, the quick play stream for Fudu Fudu Park goes up. Also not a great game. (laughs) 
I'm excited to play Gunstar Superheroes. I didn't mean to, also not a great game when thinking out it between I was like thinking about Counterforce and then uh Fudu Fudu Park is probably a worse game than Counterforce. I wish Fudu Fudu Park was good. Fudu Fudu Park has a great presentation. It's really cute. It looks nice. It looks like a like it could have been a really good like Taito arcade like reimagining compilation of Wii mini games and it, it just doesn't become that. It's very very repetitive. If you want to go watch that, you yeah, that's going up on Tuesday. And then uh quick play stream for this week. We'll keep the we'll keep the Wii train going. <laughs> Wii train, excuse me, Wii train going. And we'll do onslaught. Uh, it's like a WiiWare shooter. So that'll be our quick play stream game this week. Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, I think the plan right now is for the PCFX Smith stream. That's going to be on uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, so that's going to be Monday. So I'm glad I mentioned it now because that's I won't. it will have happened by next Monday. Uh, so if you want to watch the PCFX Smith stream, I believe it's happening on Monday, but I'll update my my um i'll post it on twitter if it doesn't happen on monday for some reason um yeah thanks for listening to this uh very rambly episode it's almost 30 minutes um hopefully next next week i have my mind together (laughs) Um, so yeah and hopefully i have more more progress again this weekend it's in general has been kind of weird so so hopefully hopefully we'll get back back on track 2018 back on track it's gonna feel good. And I hope you have a good week. Bye. Oh, I, f- I keep forgetting onecontrollerport.com. That's my website. You should go there if you don't. Uh, there's nothing on there right now. If you haven't been there before, there's a lot of content. But if you go there, all right, there hasn't been a lot of updates. <laughs> so, yes. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>